Hey, I'm Rocky Kanaka, and this is An Animal Save My Life, a podcast where we learn about the incredible power some animals have to help us in our hardest moments. Today, I'm talking with Julian Van Horn about his mobility dog, Atlas, and the power of unconditional love. I'm Julian Van Horn. I am an advocate for the trans and disabled communities. I am trans and I'm a trans masculine person is how I identify. So I was born female in a transition to male. I'm 24 now. I came out when I was 14. Uh, most of my work goes through my Instagram where I write. I talk about my life. I also model and I'm a life coach as well. And I live in Florida. Julian has Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, a connective tissue disorder that progresses over time. As Julian got older, he became disabled. Sometimes he needs to use a feeding tube or a wheelchair, and sometimes he passes out unexpectedly. Um, so I looked into getting a service dog. Because Julian's needs were complex, it took a while to get a service dog. But the good news is he finally found an organization in Florida called New Horizons that could help him. When I went to get Atlas, I was nervous. I was, you know going to this place I didn't know, meeting a dog that I didn't know what to expect. What if I go home and like, it doesn't work out? I had a lot of fears and doubts. So they're bringing all the dogs in and <laughs> they're all white and fluffy and have like the longest hair. And I'm just seeing them come in. I'm obviously I'm wondering what dog is mine. I'm anxious to meet him. One dog looked different than all the others. He was a big red golden retriever. And I'm like, whose dog is this? And they bring him to me. And I was like, oh, this is my dog. It made Julian nervous that the dog was so big because Julian says he's a small person. But I'm like, okay, okay. Like I get out of my wheelchair, I sit on the ground and I'm getting stressed out. Cause like I said, I'm like, this is not the moment I was picturing. Um, but I think it was like 10 minutes later after I was petting him, he finally settled down. He put his head in my lap and I was like, okay, this is, this is going to be okay. Well, okay. So Atlas has gone through training since he, since he was born, mm -hmm. but the journey doesn't stop there because now you both have two weeks uh, of training. You don't, you don't just get to order one of these dogs and go home and they, they know all the tricks, right? You also have to learn. And so now it's a whole new journey. So what, what were the two weeks like? What did you guys go through? First of all, exhausting, like physically and emotionally exhausting. We were getting up every day at 6 a.m. and working with these dogs until 5 p.m. It was at a kind of like a community center. So that's where we would go to train for the most part. But then uh, the other part of it was going out in public as well. So going to like Home Depot and um, the reason we would go somewhere like that was because they have the uh, appliances that you can practice with, like teaching the dogs to do your laundry, teaching them to open your refrigerator, close the huh. washer, like all that stuff. Wow. Then we would go places like the mall to help with like distractions and stuff like that. And then also customizing the dog to fit your needs as well. Like one of the things with me being that I pass out. So, okay. So what does Atlas do now if you pass out and how can that help and training him to do that and me having to memorize all of these words and these tasks, like 
We had written exams as well to memorize this stuff. That two weeks that I was there, it was it was a hard journey. I would train him and give him commands and he wouldn't listen, you know, and they would tell me, it's okay, like, don't worry about it. You just met him. He doesn't know you yet, so he's not gonna listen to you. It takes months to form that bond. So I think that was... I wanted to give up a couple of times. That was kind of hard for me. What's it like after you leave? What's everyday life like? Did Atlas come with an instruction manual? He did, actually. Oh, oh, that's nice. Okay. He did. A few weeks after I'd gotten him, like, or it must have been maybe a month. He wasn't really listening very well. We weren't super bonded yet. Everything was still like a very much uphill battle. Julian was wondering if things between him and Atlas were ever going to get easier. It was hard to get Atlas to listen to his commands at first. And Julian started to wonder, had this all been a big mistake? And then all of a sudden he just did what he was supposed to do. It was like in the morning and I I got up too quickly. It was like before I had taken my medications. And at this point in time, I hadn't really uh, figured out a medication that worked for me anyways. So still kind of passing out regularly. Um, and I must have passed out, uh, thankfully, like into his bed, which was right there because I have hardwood floors. So, um, and he had gone and gotten my wife, which is something he was trained to do was to go and get help. So he got her and led her to me and she was able to wake me up and help me get up and like back into the bed. And that was that moment where I was like, oh, okay, like, he's actually going to help me. Like, he's actually going to do really good things for me. And this is great. It was like that aha moment. Has he done this since? Oh, yeah. Many times. Many, many Many times. times. Like, in public, at home. One of the more recent times he did it, it was over the summer. And it was when I was having... I still had a feeding tube and I was having really bad issues with the feeding tube. And I was in a ton of pain all of a sudden. And I I was in the bathroom. I had shut the door behind me, which I don't normally do because safety reasons. I don't normally shut it so the Atlas can get to me or someone can get to me. But for some reason, you know, you forget sometimes I, I must have shut it. And I was in so much pain. And again, I must have passed out, was on the floor. I kind of semi woke up. I could hear him at the door. Like I was hearing him like sniffing under the door and he started scratching and I could barely say anything. But I, all I said was, I was like, Atlas, like help, like really quietly. And I heard him leave and I heard him go in the living room and he just started barking like really loud at my wife. He was just barking, which he's never, Hmm. he's never done something like that before. And so my wife came and got me and we went to the hospital and there was actually something really serious going on with my feeding tube that they had to fix like immediately. Or it could have been like a really dangerous near fatal situation. Wow. So yeah, like he basically saved my life. After the break, learn how Atlas helped Julian make the most of his life. And now a quick message from our sponsor. I love that Atlas has been such a lifesaver for you. And um, in hearing your story, uh, Atlas helping you with your disability is, is not the only way that he has been there as a friend and as a partner 
Atlas has helped you in life in more ways than one. Absolutely. Especially, um, I don't know, the confidence he instilled in me is, I don't know, I wouldn't have it if I hadn't gotten him. So when I got Atlas, I was in a very bad place um, physically and also emotionally. I was stuck in my house for a couple years. Like, I couldn't really go anywhere unless someone was helping me with this specific wheelchair I had to use that was very heavy. I couldn't go to school. My wife was working to support us because I couldn't work. I was alone most days and I was living with my parents, which was not a healthy situation. Julian had come out to his parents as trans, but at first they didn't really support him. And because of his health issues, Julian didn't really have anywhere to go. So I kind of didn't really have anyone and I didn't have anything to look forward to. It was a really bleak time in my life where I just wasn't sure what was going to happen and where I was going. And if I was ever felt like I was never going to get out of my bed. And when I had him come along, I mean, everything just changed. Like after we bonded and he was secure, I was secure in the task work. I was able to go places. I mean, that was amazing. It's not only physically, but emotionally, like it, it skyrocketed my confidence, like to be able to go to school and by myself and to be able to go to the doctor, like literally just go wherever I needed. I was like, wow, I'm an independent person had Atlas not gotten me through that period of my life. I wouldn't have gone to New York and applied for that modeling agency and I got the I got the job. And now I mean now I have a ton of jobs, like which is crazy. Well and and what I love about dogs is sometimes sometimes in our moments of uncertainty and when we feel like others might judge us or think differently of us. Uh, dogs don't do that. And so they're, they're there for us. I, I often find myself talking through things with my dog and somehow he understands. Definitely. I mean, I completely relate to what you just said. As Julian was going through his transition, he never had to worry about what Atlas thought. All Atlas wanted was to love Julian and to be close to him. So I got him right before my surgery, which is the biggest thing I've done for my transition thus far. By the time um, my surgery came around. I was pretty bonded to Atlas because I had had him for a few months now. Uh, I, br- I brought Atlas with me and it was right before I was about to leave to go back in the operating room and they're wheeling me away and Atlas is lunging like towards me. Like he's trying so hard to get to me. I just felt awful. It was like the last thing I was seeing going into surgery. So I was like, oh God. Um, but when I woke up, I opened my eyes and he saw that I was awake. So immediately he, he jumped just his front half on the bed and was like all in my face and literally so excited to see me because I had just been gone for hours. I started crying because I was like seeing him again, but also I just woke up from the surgery I'd been wanting for so many years. So I was excited about that. I was excited to see him and feel loved by him and accepted by him. I've dealt with so much hate and discrimination and rejection like in my life and you know even from people close to me. Uh, even people close to me 
do it sometimes without even meaning to, or they don't even understand something they said is hurtful. You know, so it's great having Atlas around because he doesn't judge me. There's all these runarounds you have to do with humans, of course, and Atlas, he's there with me all the time and he's always happy to see me, always happy to be around me. Atlas is excited to work every day. He wakes up every day and he's super excited. Um, if I even just bring his vest out, he gets super ready and excited. Like he's just, he's there for me all the time. Um, he physically can't hurt me or say anything that would hurt me. So it's like an unconditional support and love that a human just can't replicate in an emotional sense or in a physical sense of like being with me 24 seven as well. I just never knew you could get so close to an animal and feel so connected to them and have them understand what you say and you understand what they're doing or saying without saying it. It's like all of this unsaid love. I don't know. I love him like a person. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. He's like a entity, a person to me. Has Atlas ever helped you get out of a scary situation? Yes. Multiple occasions. I'll tell one of the scariest ones to me. We were at Disney World and um, this guy had come up and asked if he could pet Atlas, which is not unusual. Happens pretty frequently. Um, but I wasn't in the mood to have him interact with anyone else. He was actually taking a break and we're both sitting on the ground, me and Atlas. I'm just petting him. Guy comes up and he's like, can I pet your dog? And I'm like, uh, no, we're just, we're just hanging out right now. I just want to kind of be left alone. Like, if you understand, thank you. And he's like, well, he doesn't look like he's doing anything. And I was like, well, he's always doing something. He's always listening and paying attention to me. You know, I was like, he's just waiting to, you know, um, be told what to do basically like, or he's waiting to perform a task. Um, I was like, that's what service dogs do. Sometimes <laughs> it might look like they're not doing anything, but they are, they're always waiting and listening. And he's like, no, I don't believe you. It just looks like he's not doing anything. And the story kind of escalates from there. He starts getting really frustrated with me. Like this guy is just arguing with me at this point. He's yelling at me. Um, he's getting closer to me and Atlas got up and his hair was like standing on his back. Like I've never seen him be like that before. He like stood over me and he was just still. Like he didn't do anything. He didn't growl. He didn't bark. But he's just still. And he's like staring at the guy. And the guy is literally screaming at me. Like I can't describe it any other way than he's like yelling at me. And a cast member was walking by and I tapped Atlas and I said, speak. So he started barking and I kept telling him, I was like, speak, speak, you know, and he kept barking and the cast member looked over at us and I flagged him down and he came over and the guy started to try to walk away. And I was like, no, I was like, that yeah. guy was yelling at me. I was like, you need to get that guy. He's being aggressive. So I explained the situation and they kicked the guy out <laughs> of the park. That is great. I'm glad. What do you wish people knew about service dogs and how to act around you and service dogs? 
I would like people to know that there are service dogs for many different things. There are service dogs for seizures, heart problems, passing out, mobility, hearing, seeing eye. There are small service dogs. There are large ones. There are medium ones. Second point would be, um, I would like people to know that they, I know they're cute. (laughs) I know you want to pet Atlas. Like I, I know he's super cute, but he's doing a very, very important job. And I know most people don't mean harm by it, but it is harmful. It can be, you know, you're distracting a dog from doing a job. Like a dog could be trained to detect low blood sugar. And what if you distract that dog and they miss that? or you distracted my dog and I passed out. Or I've even had people where they'll call towards Atlas and, you know, he could make my wheelchair go in the wrong direction because I'm holding on to him as he's pulling my chair. You just can't under any circumstance distract them. They are doing a job, even if it doesn't look like they are. And it can be very dangerous. Julian is always communicating with Atlas and paying attention to his needs. Service dogs, just like people, have days where they don't want to work either because you can't talk to them. So you don't know if they're feeling bad emotionally or physically. You don't really know, but sometimes they're just not up for it. And there was a day I went to the mall with him. He was laying down. We were stopped. I was like eating something and he looked at me and he wouldn't get up. And I was like, Atlas, come on. He's like protesting, like refusing to get up. And I'm like, what's what's going on? I'm like, come on, no, we're leaving. And I'm just trying to think about, I'm like, what's going on? Is Does he need something? Does he need water? So I went and I got him some water and then I gave him a treat. He was fine, but he still wouldn't get up. And I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't know. I tried all of the like, you know, restart buttons basically. And finally I looked at him and I was just like, do you not want to work today? Because like, do you want to go home? Is that what it is? Like, you just don't want to be here. And he looked at me and he got up. Like, I'm not joking. Like, he he literally just was like, yeah. And we got in the car and we went home. And there are times when Atlas gets a break from working and gets to play with a life-size version of his favorite toy. Yeah, it's his Pluto toy still. I always had that Pluto that was mine originally. Like, my just, like, stuffed animal. And when I brought Atlas home uh, from the organization... He got it off my bed. And where does one meet Pluto in real life? Disney World, of course. And Atlas's reaction the first time he met Pluto is absolutely precious. And I think he was just floored. Like, I think he was like, wow, this is Pluto's real. Like, this is like a real big stuffed version of that guy I have at home. And he was like in love with it. Uh, My friend just happened to take a video of it and and for everyone listening the video is on the dodo you got to check it out it's basically what it is is uh, atlas is going up to pluto like and like a child so excited when pluto comes out and just tail wagging and so happy and uh it it really is a joy to see i was like oh you got to do this like he's you know it's going to be cute when he meets him and of course it was and i went home and i posted it on this facebook group a dog spotting group and then I woke up like the next day and it was everywhere (laughs) I was like wow this is crazy Julian yes 
if you could talk to Atlas and Atlas would understand 100% of what you said, what would you tell Atlas? Obviously, I would tell him that I love him. I would tell him I love him probably more than anyone except my wife. <laughs> um, I would tell him I love him. I would tell him that he's done so much for me that a person could never do, like ever. You know, even as upset as I've gotten at him or frustrated, like he's never upset. He'll just come right back and want to be pet. You know, I would just say thank you for not ever judging me or not you know, ever looking at me weird or questioning me. And thank you for the confidence that you've given me to go out in public again and to do the stuff I want, to dress how I want, to just relearn my life and be this person I always wanted to be. What would Atlas say to you? (laughs) I'm always asking him to talk, but he never does. What? I know. (laughs) I'm always like, I know you can say something. Just say it. I think he would say the same thing like thank you you know for being my person and for giving me such a a loving home and taking me to disney world and meeting pluto and you know getting all the treats in the world and getting to do stuff that lots of dogs don't get to do <laughs> you know getting to go with me everywhere and have this close relationship I think he would be thankful for that and I think he would thank me for having an interesting and exciting life Julian you've had quite an incredible journey and I have loved hearing about your story how can we follow along on your journey yeah so I'm on Instagram my Instagram is the disabled hippie so that is where I do most of my work Um, on my page you can find all of my modeling info, um, all the articles that I write or am a part of. It's all right there. That's it for this episode of An Animal Saved My Life. Thanks for listening and make sure you stay tuned for more stories about truly amazing animals. Animal.